following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcasting Network. For a full list of our shows, as well as breaking sports news and engaging feature stories, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com. Yeah, buddy, welcome to another episode of Get Paid, your one-stop shop for all things fantasy, gambling, and daily fantasy. We are proud partners of the Underdog Sports Podcasting Network. We are also on Podcast One through that partnership. It is a great partnership. And if you haven't checked out um, you know, any other shows on Underdog, I definitely recommend you check them out. They're always adding new shows. We have Seth Everett on the uh, on the network now. Uh, there are a lot of shows, so like the, uh, the NBA show just released. The NFL show uh, is live and well. Um, so, yeah, check them out. I just uh, want to remind uh, listeners, if you like the show and you stop by every week, you know, first of all, thanks for coming back. We greatly appreciate it. If you could give us a review on iTunes, you know, that stuff helps us out. So if you could scroll down, give us some stars if you're on iTunes. If you're uh, elsewhere, you should also be able to, to review us there. And if you can leave a written review, that's even better. And then also, I just want to let everybody know, I usually mention this later in the show, uh, but all of the uh, the projections, when we're talking about fantasy projections and everything, I upload those all to uh, to Reddit every week so if you go to reddit.com and you search for our show it's get paid podcast that's our subreddit so it's reddit.com uh, slash get paid podcast you can find every single projection with the score you know where the Q- qbs um you know, stack up against the other qbs running backs wide receivers everything you want um that includes kickers that includes defense um and i also go through and do an article every week um now uh, kind of saying where I hit and where I missed but you know the the, the truth is and, and you're listening by the way you're listening to sean and brad brad what's going on man Good morning, brother. How you doing? I am well. I was going to say, you know, the the I'm starting to get people ping me now on Reddit. The the ones that uh, because not everybody on Reddit listens to the show, and everybody listens to the show goes on Reddit, obviously. Um, but the the Reddit folks that have been taking in my scores and applying them to daily fantasy, I've been starting to get emails and say, "Hey, man, thanks so much. You know, I won X amount of money on on low bets and everything." So these rankings, these projections, these computer models um, that uh, that I've been putting together, as predicted, they are getting stronger and more accurate by the week. As we get more data in throughout the season so you know it doesn't hurt to check them out you don't need a login or anything so once again just go to reddit.com um, search for get paid podcast you'll find our subreddit um, I think my my screen is like the same logo uh, that you see in the podcast so uh, it should be pretty easy to find uh, so Brad man what did you think of this weekend's games uh, man wildly entertaining still more kickers for you Sean I know you know it's funny um it, it, it was more kickers but I didn't have any money on any of them so I didn't care so much but Tucker missing that extra point man oof, oof, you know what bad. was crazy it was almost like there were ghosts up in the upright or something I mean the dude hit it and the ball was straight and then it just veered left and the same yeah. thing with uh Dallas and Washington the kick looked like it was going to be good and it just whoop, took a left turn and then of course in Tampa you have the guy that made what was that a 59 yarder to win I know after after completely biffing it <laughs> Early, yeah. earlier in the game, missed an extra point, missed an easy uh, field goal, and hits a hits a crazy one. Um, so that guy, I imagine, I I haven't paid attention to the news, but I imagine that uh, fifty nine yarder allowed him to keep his job another week. But you know, speaking of Tampa, their their defense looked a lot stronger. They they got rid of Mike Smith after we recorded our show last week. I think they rec- they fired him maybe Monday Tuesday, and um and. Or maybe they didn't. Maybe I'm maybe I'm misremembering here. But uh, they, anyway, they got rid of Mike Smith, and their defense was a lot stronger. And you know, you can say yeah, they're playing Cleveland, but the bottom line is Cleveland is a lot better than their record is at this point. I think they're two five and one, if I'm not mistaken. But they could very easily be like you know five and two at this point. Cleveland's a sneaky good team. 
um, which is nice for gamblers because there's always value there. But yeah, I mean, Tampa Tampa showed up, so I have to give kudos to them. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, so you had uh, your your Packers were on bye week. They're coming back. Uh, they have a tough matchup. We'll get to that a little bit later with the Rams. And I will say this. So, Brad, you know, one of my rules is is whenever you get the chance, bet against uh, C.J. Beathard. That's one of my <laughs> that's one of my golden Solid rules. Rule. Right. And so um, this week, you know, after I saw what San Francisco did and we talked about this last week about how C.J. Beathard's looking Looking like, you know, he's he's an ad- adequate quarterback, not a starter, but, you know, a pretty solid backup, as we're finding out. And so I'm like, OK, you know, I'm not going to bet on San Francisco by any means to cover this spread. I think it was 11 against the Rams. But I'm like, you know, 52 looks like an attainable score for the over under um, the Rams. I know are going to always put up points. I'm like, CJ, he, he's gotten two touchdowns in every game. I think he had three in another game. The Rams defense hasn't looked great. I'm like, yeah, why don't we roll the dice and, and go with the uh, the over? Wouldn't you know it? When I needed him most, he laid an egg for me. Yeah, um, he's I had, been playing well too. Yeah, I know, man. And I had um, I had them in in uh, parlays. Now it's okay. Like I didn't lose money because I, I went he- heavy on the uh, the Chiefs and the uh, the Patriots this week. So I mean, I still came out ahead, but you know, I had I had that over. Uh, oh, and I had the uh, the Lions in a, in a few bets too. But I had the uh, the over in some parlays, and it just killed me, man. I would have made more money, but. So it goes, man. That's that's the life you lead when you when you play these parlays, right? What does Coward say? They're sucker bets. They are sucker bets, right? But they're uh, so enticing. They are so enticing, and <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I use a lot of different outlets and uh, bet online, and and um, you know, which we'll be talking about later. And you know, you have these enticing. You can you can just lay just a little bit of money out, and the return looks so 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 good. It but, does. You know, I was close. So we'll, we'll we'll get one or two by the end of the season. That's all you need to make those things uh, profitable over the year, anyway. So. Uh, so Brad, I think we can just uh, dig right into the games if uh, if you're good with it. I'm ready, brother. All right, so um, it, we're going to repeat the same kind of process as we did in previous weeks. We'll go game by game. Uh, we'll talk about fantasy throughout those games, and then we'll at the end we'll uh, run through some uh, waiver suggestions as well. So Brad, first thing we have is uh, Thursday night football. We have Miami plus seven at Houston. You know, I like Miami to cover in this game. I feel like they're they're no pushovers, and uh, they're they're improved and they they're a little solid. Uh, I know they just, you know, got it to him, handed handed to him by Detroit, but I, I like them to cover on this one, especially on a short week. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Uh, you know, my my computers are split here. We're into the week uh, or the part of the season where we're we can take more home and away kind of performance into account, and and, and the computers are split. But I'm with you. Seven feels like a lot in this game. Um, you know, I. Houston's struggling on offense, um, and I shouldn't say struggling. I mean, it, it Watson looks like Watson looked like Mahomes does this year, last year in the early part of the season. Got injured, of course, um, and it, you know he's kind of working his way back. He's getting a little bit better. The offense is starting to ratchet it up a little bit. But I'm with you. You know, Miami has a formula of basically starting slow and then you know furiously trying to come back. They're kind of like Detroit, like that. There are a few teams that do that. Um, if they can just start okay. You know, be tied at halftime. I, I would think Miami will be able to win this game, and I don't know that Houston is the type of team this year that's going to blow anybody out of the water. Thursday nights are always weird, though, man. It's like Thursday in London. I say it every week. You never really know who's going to be available. You never know what the nagging injuries are going to be. But I'm with you, man. Seven points is too much in terms of fantasy. 
Um, I have both quarterbacks, you know, whether it's Tannehill or Osweiler, uh, scoring about the same, which is a 19. That's usually about average. For Miami, in terms of running back, I like Drake more than I like Gore, even though Gore seems to be getting more touches uh, lately. Uh, Drake, remember, is is more of a factor in the passing game there, which makes a big difference when we're doing these projections. And by the way, I use, uh, you know, kind of DraftKings scoring system uh, for this just to kind of try to keep things universal so it is PPR. Uh, wide receivers, I don't really like any of them. If you have to start one for Miami, I would say Amendola. Um, and then at tight end, I don't really like anything there. Now in Houston, uh, week to week, I think you're going to be starting Hopkins. Uh, that's a no-brainer. I think Fuller is going to get an uptick this week, uh, finally at receiver. Uh, I feel like he's finally healthy. He got more targets this week, which is what I was looking for, um, which is nice. At running back, I think I think at this point, Miller is the weekly flex play, so you can get him going there, and then nothing else at tight end. Uh, so, Brad, now we have uh, a London game, which I, as you know, I hate betting London games. I never do because, you know, as I as I explained, I do travel overseas a couple times a year. Jet lag is a real thing. And it really, to me, these games come down to who can get better sleep on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's, it has nothing to do with anything else other than who's actually, you know, who's getting two hours of sleep and who's getting like maybe five or six because jet lag sucks. But um, so we have Philadelphia minus three at Jacksonville. Quote unquote yeah, I mean, at Jacksonville, but it's not really I don't like game. these London games either, Sean. Yeah. You know, and uh, I, I know Philly doesn't look incredible, but I do like them to go over there and cover. Jacksonville and Bortles have kind of come back down to earth. Um, not to always be banging on Bortles, but it's just the same old story. We knew we know who he is, so I think Wentz goes in there and handles it. Yeah, Bortles is uh, he was taken out of the game on Sunday. He's going to be on a short leash. Look, I like Philadelphia too. The only the only hesitation I have is because this is London and you never really know and yada, yada, yada. But Jacksonville goes there every year now because it's their, you know, it, uh, their, their owner, Khan, has decided that he's, you know, going to be um, kind of like the, the quote unquote London team of the NFL. And they're talking, you know, the rumors that they're going to move the team, all that stuff. But Jacksonville makes his trip once a year. So they know what to expect in terms of jet lag, all that stuff. They kind of have this down to a science. So it would not shock me if Jackson came out and just completely punked Philadelphia, like in a 30 to three thing, you know, I mean, I don't think that's going to happen. I think if this were in the United States, you know, if this game were at Jacksonville, I have no problem taking Philadelphia to cover here, but it's just that London thing. My recommendation for everybody betting is just to stay away from the game. My pick is going to be Philadelphia. I do have pause with that. So, again, I would say just stay away from the game from um, from a betting point of view. Now, in terms of, uh, of fantasy, I have personally, I have Wentz. I don't have the projection that well, but I am going to be playing him because I think he's just one of those quarterbacks you play week to week. I have him at a 12, which I don't love. That's uh, um, And then the, the whole London trip, I don't love that either, but I am taking Wentz. Uh, now, in terms of running back, I don't like either one of these for Philadelphia. If I had to pick one, it would still be Smallwood. I think he's getting more of the quality touches there. Uh, receiver, I play Elshon Jeffrey, uh, although he's going to be matched up with uh, Jalen Ramsey this week. That's going to be a spirited matchup. I don't like Aguilar. I don't like Jordan Matthews. Um, the only other pass catcher I'd play there is Ertz. Uh, and by the way, for everybody who is playing Daily Fantasy last week and took my suggestion to... Um, you spend that extra budget on Ertz, you're welcome. It certainly worked out for me. I hope it worked out for everybody else as well. Now, in Jacksonville, I don't like the quarter. I'm not going to play any, but any quarterback um, You know, for, for Jacksonville. I don't care if it's Bortles or Kessler or whatever. I'm just not going to play. Uh, at running back, we don't know. The Carlos Hyde trade happened right after we taped this show last week. I don't know how that's going to shake out, so I proceed with caution. Uh, I do like the running back matchup for Jacksonville, but you know, T.J. Yeldon... Um, I know Fournette may or may not come back. He seems to be questionable every week. 
then you have Carlos Hyde. I don't know what's going to happen here. So if you have other options, I proceed with caution there. I don't play them. At receiver, I actually like the matchup this week for Keelan Cole. Um, and I actually like uh, for D.D. Westbrook as well. Now, Moncrief, I think, would be okay, but probably more from a daily fantasy perspective. I do think this position group, this wide receiver position group, will get two touchdowns between uh, the three of them, and I would guess that uh, Westbrook and Cole uh, will get them based on my projections, and then a uh, tight end, I stay away. So moving on, Brad, now now we're into the betting, the betting games for me. I like the games that are in the United States and on a Sunday uh, or Monday night. So we have Denver minus 10, at Kansas City. You know, this is a, a weird line for me. I mean, it's a division matchup. Denver just came off, uh, uh, you know, applying a butt whooping last weekend. Uh, I wouldn't say they're a bad team in any way. And uh, this this spread seems very high to me. I, you know, if it was Denver um, plus, <clears throat> plus six, you know, that's where I would be leaning. So I, I would have to take Denver to cover this all day. I know Kansas City is a juggernaut, but, you know, division games are a different story. Yeah, you know, I I don't know. So I'm going to go with my – I'm with you, Brad. Like, I, I have that same hesitation. Tens a lot of points. We've talked about it on the show before. I think we stayed away from a, a Minnesota-Arizona 10-and-a-half spread. That actually was the right thing to do for us, you know, that worked out for us. I hate giving up 10 points. That's double digits. That's hard to do in the NFL, especially in a division game like you're saying. My computers are spitting out Kansas City for me, so I will take Kansas City. I do think they'll win. Now, if this game was at Denver, you know, and the line was 7, I'd probably stay away from this game. Kansas City destroyed Cincinnati last week. I think Denver does have some issues on offense. But here's the thing. Uh, Denver uh, lost. I think Freeman is out for a couple games. Uh, they're, they're running back. One of their running backs is out with a high ankle, high ankle sprain, which means I think that um, uh, Philip Lindsay will be getting more touches. And Lindsay's getting – he's like Kamara from last year. He's getting like six yards a touch. So if if – Denver does the right thing. This is a big if. If Denver does the right thing and gives the ball to Lindsey a little bit more, makes him a little bit more of a factor in that game plan, I think this could be an issue. Now, Kansas City also has, you know, some some defensive uh, players that are, you know, kind of questionable, not totally healthy. I think Houston and Barry um, qualify as that. Now, as they get healthier throughout the season and they get in more games and everything, that's Kansas City defense could, could shore up. I will stick with Kansas City. I'm not comfortable about it. I'm not going to spend any money on it, but this is a pick show, so we're going to pick, um, and I'm, I'm going to do that. So Brad's taking Denver. I'm taking Kansas City. Now, in terms of uh, fantasy, I have Keenum at an average week at about a 19. Um, at running back, I love Philip Lindsay this week, uh, especially with Freeman out. Now, I do think I, I want to caution everybody. I own um, Philip Lindsay in, in a couple of my fantasy leagues. I really do like him, but one of the things I've noticed is that they still bring Booker Mr. Two Yards a Carry <laughs> Booker in um, for unknown reasons. I don't know why they do it. They're going to spell Lindsey with Booker um, in this game at an annoying rate, but I still think Lindsey's talent will break through there. Now at right, wide receiver, I like, um, at this point, I like Thomas and Sanders every week, and I still like Sanders more. I have him projected at a 20. Uh, last week, I had him projected pretty high, higher than Thomas too. A lot of people gave me some flack on Reddit, but, you know, those people... Uh, to their credit, did come back after uh, Sanders, you know, did actually, you know, get two touchdowns, although one of them was a passing touchdown. That was weird. Uh, I stay away from Sutton. I stay away from Hireman, the, the other pass catchers there. But I do, like I, like I said, I like Thomas and I, I like Sanders. Now, for Kansas City, you're going to start Mahomes every week. That's cool. By the way, Brad, the weirdest thing, I was looking at the um, the fantasy um 
you know, the owned rates, the percentage of, of, of people that own or are owned, I should say. Patrick Mahomes is owned in 98-point-something percent of the leagues. Why isn't he owned in 100%? Can you believe that? Yeah, yeah. it's a mystery to me. Man's <laughs> I mean, amazing. Yeah, that, that he's on the waiver wire in 1-point-something percent of the leagues. It's, it's absolutely nuts. But Mahomes, you're going to play every week. I have him projected at a 24. Uh, you know, Kareem Hunt. Uh, making my preseason projections look very well. He's making me look like a smart man, so I uh, I, I offer him a handshake virtually uh, over the airwaves here. But uh, I like Kareem Hunt this week at a 22. Uh, Tariq um, Hill, you're going to play every week. I have him at a 13, which is kind of a down week for him, honestly, but um, I still think he'll produce. Uh, Sammy Watkins, I think, is more daily fantasy, maybe a waiver stretch play. I have him at an 8, which isn't, eh, you know, it's not that great. But Kelsey, I have him at a, uh, at a 10... Right at about a 10, so uh, he's he's definitely worth the play. Now, let's move it on. We have Cleveland plus 7.5 at Pittsburgh. You know, I'm going to take Cleveland on this one only because I love that half point, you know, and they played them tough. I believe maybe it was week one they went into overtime, week one or two, and um, I know Cleveland did not look great against Tampa offensively, um, but Pittsburgh is the type of team that plays to their competition um, I like Cleveland to cover. I'm with you, man. Uh, seven and a half, that's a lot, especially for, uh, you know, Cleveland physically dominated Pittsburgh to start the year, uh, and Cleveland should have won that game. Now, that was at Cleveland. Pittsburgh always plays a little bit better at Pittsburgh, but seven and a half, man, that's a lot of points. Um, wow. Yeah, I, I like, I, 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 I'm in agreement with you. That's that's too much to lay even when they're playing at Pittsburgh there. Now, uh, Pittsburgh coming off a of bye week, uh, they were talking about Le'Veon Bell reporting. He is not going to report. Even when he does, they're talking about um, putting him on a roster exemption for a couple weeks. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, so keep starting Connor if you have him. I do. Thank goodness. Um, now, uh, fantasy-wise for Cleveland, I'm going to say Baker. I like him. Baker Mayfield. I actually have him out-projected. Um, out-projecting uh, Roethlisberger this week. I like Baker Mayfield a little bit more at 22.9. I have uh, the running backs there. Now that they have traded Hyde to Jacksonville, um, I hope everybody has uh, picked up Chubb off of waivers. If you haven't, go do so immediately. Uh, but I am I have him in my league, so I'm going to be starting him this week. I don't love the projection, but you know Chubb is, just has really, really strong talent, and they like to run the ball. There's a commitment to run the ball in Cleveland, so I like it. Um, wide receiver, I like... Landry, uh, I don't really love anybody else there in Cleveland other than Njoku, which I think is a must start. I have Njoku actually projected at a 16, which is huge. Now, Pittsburgh, I have Roethlisberger still projected at about a 21, which is above average. I like James Conner this week. I have him at a 24. Uh, Brown, you definitely start him. I have him having uh, projected to have his best game of the season this uh, this week. Uh, and then Smith-Schuster, I think you're going to start as well. Now, tight end, I don't really love the tight end matchup, but uh, you can start Vance McDonald. I have him projected well, but I think Cleveland's going to kind of rein that in. So I'm a little bit leery there. Now, the Pittsburgh uh, tight ends did really well against Cleveland in the first week of the season, uh, but I think they'll be able to tighten that up this week. All right, Brad, let's move it over. We have Washington plus one at the Giants. You know, at first glance, I would think, well, this spread is a little low because the Giants are not good at all. And Washington um, is playing a good brand of football. But I'm just going to take New York because eventually they have to win one. Right. I mean, at home, (laughs) eventually they got to play a decent game. And I think that this one may be it, although I think Washington is a far better team. I'm kind of with you. Um, I know I'm going to take when I was writing down, I always uh, I kind of follow the method like I'll, I'll go down and I'll 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 put the games through the eye test first. I'll 
predict my score and my spreads and everything. Then I run it through the computers and I kind of see what lines up, you know, what's giving me pause, what lines up with my, uh, my instincts and everything. This, I, this game, I have the giants winning 24 to 23, um, which is right on the spread. That's, that's basically dead on. Now, the computers like Washington a lot more, which I can understand, but I'm with you, man. I mean, something something about this game gives me pause. This is the kind of game that Washington loses. Um, Washington famously has gone until this past week when they uh, when they beat Dallas after that clunked field goal. You know, the, Washington, I think, had won a game, lost a game throughout Gruden's entire career. Like, you know, the first season was nine and seven and the next season was seven and nine. So they're just like perpetually a 500 team under Gruden they've won two in a row. Washington is kind of due to lose. I know that's not really how you make games, but you know, picks, but division game, the giants, you know, and another thing. So after Monday night football, Brad, I saw the headline, you know, Ryan shines and Eli struggles in you know, in Falcons win. then I popped open the stat line and I see like Eli Manning actually had better stats than Matt Ryan did. He had more right. passing yards. They had similar completion percentage. Neither one of them had a pick. I don't know, like, the, the narrative is that New York sucks, and I get it, and I think they have one win, so, I mean, the, the, you are what your record says you are, but this team, I don't think is as bad as advertised. Washington's defense is carrying them right now. Their offense isn't getting much done. I could see New York putting up 27 points, and I don't know that Washington also, can hang them. Yeah, I could also, you know, because New York shouldn't be this bad. They should. You know? They have Barkley, they have Beckham, yeah. they have Shepard, they have Ingram, they have Manning, who, if he k- takes care of the ball, they're a good team. Right. I don't, I don't get it either. It, it, it's like they're they're not believing in themselves, or they're not rallying around the coach, or they're just not into it. Um, I don't know if the guys believe in Eli, and that causes some dissension and uh, lackluster play. But eventually, they're going to have to pull it together. And it's like, I, I feel like once they finally do, they might reel off two or three straight. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree, and I've I've been a big believer in Pat Shermer too. Um, we just saw Beckham and Shepard have a big game, kind of like you know poor man's version of uh, Thielen and Diggs in in Minnesota, which was kind of what I was anticipating all year. So anyway, look, I I suggest people put money on this game. You know, Brad and I, neither one of us love this game, so I wouldn't say bet money on it. I think we're both. Um, I'm gonna take Washington just because my stati- my statistical models are so strong in that way. Brad's taking the Giants, and look, you know, I I say just stay away from this game. This is one of those trap games. You're saying, oh, Washington's getting a point. Uh, you know, and the line may shift by the time you hear this uh, too when this airs on Wednesday. But you know, I don't know. Um, now, in terms of fantasy, I don't love uh, Alex Smith. He's not playing that well. I think Peterson scores well. If Chris Thompson is back, um, I like him this week. I don't like any of the receivers in Washington. Uh, Jordan Reed, I, I anticipate having an average game. But look, somebody has to get the targets there. It's not really going to be the wide receivers this week. So I wouldn't be shocked if Jordan Reed gets a touchdown. Now, in uh, New York, I don't love Manning. This is a tough defense they're playing against. I, I think this might be a lower-scoring game. Uh, I, I would play Saquon Barkley, though. I think you have to play him every week at this point. Um, I like Beckham. Well, I should say I love Beckham. I have him at a 21, which is good, really good. Um, Shepard, I have having an average week at about an 8. I don't really care much for any of the other Giants um, receivers, although I do have Ingram having an average week at about a 5. Whether you're competing, training, or recovering, Under Armour has created the best performing gear to make you better. And Brad, you, you wear a lot of Under Armour, right? Absolutely. Yeah, man. And Chicagoland, look, dude, I, I wear the tights everywhere because Chicagoland, first of all, if you're running on the outside in winter, 
like your joints just feel like they have glass in them. So I, I wear that Under Armour, keep the the the, the tights, keep everything nice and uh, nice and warm in there. Keep it relaxed. It's a must, especially in cold weather. And uh, you know, in the summer too, they always have the breathable stuff. Golf hats. I, I love I love their golf apparel. I love everything about them. But look, you know, Under Armour they're coming out with two exciting new collections. There it's Vanish and Perpetual. Under Armour is ready to help you focus on performance and take your fitness game to the next level. So Vanish is engineered to be more breathable, which like I said in summer is huge. So you feel lighter and less distracted while you're working out. Uh, There's lightweight, quick drying material. It's not going to cling you. It's not going to chafe you and it stretches without absorbing sweat, which is great. Perpetual got a crazy amount of design and details to help you improve the way your body moves. Print taping hugs and flexes for better alignment and muscle awareness. And now they also have the best fitness apps to help you track and learn how to put that gear to the test. Track your runs, log workouts, and tap into coaching with Under Armour's Map My Run. You can also track your diet using Under Armour's My Fitness Pal. Look, you know, it's important, you know, obviously to 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 exercise, right? The the Map My Run app is great for setting new courses out, tracking how long you go, you know, what your plans are, and that's important. But it's also important to track your calories effectively. Now, I use My Fitness Pal. It's the easiest way to put, um, you know, to, to track your diet throughout the week. You keep that food journal, and uh, it's it's also great to let you know what what bad foods are masquerading or disguised as good foods. You know, a lot of people have great intentions to great intentions to eat healthy, but sometimes they just are eating uh, unhealthy and they don't know it. So uh, MyFitnessPal will help you with that. So look, everybody, download Under Armour's Map My Run and MyFitnessPal on the Apple App Store or Google Play and take control of your goals today. Okay, I'd like to talk a little bit about Bet Online. We are in October. Uh, that means just pure excitement as a sports fan. You have the NFL, college football, MLB. We are into the World Series now. Every pitch, every swing, every play is important. And you don't want to miss out on the action. So head over to betonline.ag today to make your online wagers and take advantage, uh, take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Use promo code PODCAST1. To receive a 50% sign-up bonus today, that's podcast one, that's O-N-E, spelt out, podcast one, to receive a 50% sign-up bonus at betonline.ag. The biggest names, the biggest teams, the biggest moments are all happening all month in October. MLB playoffs, like I said, NFL, college football. But look, baseball's back. If hockey's your thing, you have that as well. Um, And you can always bet on like Premier League soccer. There's just a lot of great stuff. BetOnline.ag are your sports book experts and exclusive partners of Podcast One Sportsnet. Once again, everyone, use promo code PODCAST1 to receive a 50% sign-up bonus at BetOnline.ag. So let's move it, Brad, over to Seattle, plus three at Detroit. Ooh, you know what? I like Detroit to cover this game. Um, Seattle's they're playing better, actually. You know, they, they've kind of pulled it together. Um, but still, they're not the juggernauts they were. And um, I think Detroit takes this one. Yeah, I think Detroit, you know, they they got bad press earlier in the year, right? I think the Jets, like, really just kind of punched him in the face to start the season. Then everybody's talking about Matt Patricia carrying the pencil around with the backwards hat. And, you know, he's not fit to be a head coach. He's in over his head. Well, you know, kind of, you know, off the radar, they've been stringing together some nice games. Um, the defense has been playing better, and we know the offense um, from last seasons and the seasons prior has been intact um, in Detroit, uh, carry on Johnson. They finally have a, an adequate runner there. Um, I shouldn't even say adequate. He's, he looks really good. Uh, so I like Detroit. I actually have this being a dead heat. I actually predicted Detroit would win by three Seattle's getting three. Um, so I think this is a push. I would stay away from it financially. I wouldn't put my money anywhere near this game. 
Um, I'm going to take uh, my, my computers disagree with me slightly. My computers say Seattle, so I will t- pick Seattle as the game. But like I said, just stay away from it financially because I think um, I think this was likely to be a push. Now in fantasy, Russell Wilson is at a 16. That's below average. If you have another um, another option there, I would say take that option. At running back, you know, it's hard to say. I mean, they have kind of a three-headed monster there in Seattle there, so I proceed with caution. I still think um, Carson's the guy. Uh, I don't feel great about it. Let me put it that way. At wide receiver, you know, Baldwin, before the, the, the bye week, I think Baldwin looked finally healthy and good, and they were throwing him the ball. So I have him kind of at a lower projection, uh, but I think that if you have him, you could play him in a flex this week. So I'm bypassing my computer models. I'm going to say uh, Baldwin will outperform. I think he'll get a nice targets. I would not be shocked if he gets in the end zone this week. Lockett, I think you do have to play week to week. He seems to get in the end zone more often than not. Um, and I don't really like any of the other pass catchers in Seattle. Now, in Detroit, I have Stafford at a 15, which is below average. I think it's going to be a tough week this week. I like on Johnson in this matchup, so I play him at running back. Uh, wide receiver, I like uh, Tate, and I like Galladay quite a bit in this uh, this matchup. I've been pr- projecting him kind of lower the last couple of weeks. I think this is the week he breaks back out, gets in the end zone, uh, and then I stay away from the uh, the tight ends there. All right, fellas, you looking to last a little longer in the bedroom or go a few extra rounds? Get to BlueChew.com. BlueChew has the first ever chewable tablet that brings your performance in the bedroom to another level. So check this out. They've got the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so they work. And since they're chewable, they'll work faster than a pill. Uh, you can take them anytime, day or night, and even on a full stomach. And the stuff is cheaper than the other two that we just mentioned, those other two uh, you know, medicines. So look, it's a no-brainer. The cool thing, too, I like is that you don't actually have to go into a doctor um, you can just go on, uh, you know, they have kind of like online doctors. You answer, you know, a brief question and answer session. And if you qualify, uh, you can get that medicine shipped directly to your door without ever leaving the confines of your own house and discreet packaging. It's great. And Brad, do you use any of these, uh, should we call them bedroom performance enhancers? Oh, I have to. You have nope. to? Yeah, you got to go to war with the bazooka, man. Yeah. Got to win that battle. <laughs> you have to. Yeah. I mean, if you're going in there, um, if you're going to the bedroom, you may as well uh, bring the uh, proper accoutrement. And I would say that uh, Blue Chew definitely gets it going. So, Brad, actually, you know, I, 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 once our partnership started there, I remember asking you and you told me that, like, yeah, I mean, look, Sammy Sousa, Mark McGuire, they're major league level talent, but with a little performance enhancement, you know, they become all timers. Uh, that that home run chase, we we all remember that. And I thought, you know what, maybe I'll, maybe I'll get my hands on some, and I did. And uh, I tell you what, uh, you know, I was not disappointed. And neither was my uh, my lovely wife. So we um, we definitely uh, recommend it. If you go to bluechew.com, use promo code get paid. That's G E T P A I D. You can get your first shipment for just five dollars. Uh, look, it, it's easy. You don't have to go into the doctor, like I said. Just answer the questions. Make sure you answer them um, you know, honestly, right? We want to make sure that uh, you're taking care of yourself. Uh, but go on, answer that, uh, that question and answer thing, and uh, use promo code GETPAID for $5 first shipment. Now, moving it right along, Brad, we're at Tampa Bay plus six at Cincinnati. You know, this line also seems high to me. You know, I'm in disagreement with a lot of these. Um, I don't think Tampa Bay is an, an underdog at all in Cincinnati. Um, Andy Dalton, I mean, come on, I, how great is that guy? Like, he's just an average, he's an average quarterback. He always has been right. And I think Tampa can easily win this game. I don't see Cincinnati as a favorite at all. Yeah, I, I've, I've said this in the, the preview. I've been saying this week to week as well. Look, Cincinnati, 
I think what makes that offense go is Eifert. And with him out, you know, when he when he got injured a couple weeks ago, I was like, mm, I'm, you know, I was a buyer on them early uh, because I thought they were underrated. Uh, and they came out strong to start the season, which is what I predicted. And then when he went down, I think Eifert was injured against Atlanta, I believe. Those teams were trading touchdowns back and forth, and then the, the offense started to kind of get slower. And I thought, okay, well, let's watch closely. Uh, next game, slow. Next game, slow. And uh, and we're kind of in this cycle now where Cincinnati's starting, I think, to struggle a little bit. They don't really get a lot of projection out of the uh, the running back position there, which I don't understand why Gio Bernard and Mixon, they're, they're two really pretty talented um, running backs. Like, I don't think this offense is bad, but they're not as good as they were to start the year. And Brad, I'm with you. Like, Tampa Bay... You know, I don't love them. We've we're well documented on the show that we're not big believers in Tampa Bay, but six points with this offense against Cincinnati, who's who's struggling a little bit, even with Cincinnati at home, I'm going to take Tampa Bay. Uh, now, in terms of fantasy, I think uh, Jameis Winston probably has his best game of the year. The problem with Winston is you never know. I mean, I was watching that Cleveland game, Brad, and we've said this about Winston. Like I saw. Deshaun Jackson streaking wide open behind the defense probably two or three times and Winston couldn't hit him. I saw the same with Evans. You know, the opportunities are there for Winston, but he doesn't always take the opportunities when they're there. So he's projected at a 35. He could get a 15, you know, if he misses his guys or he could get like a 50. Um, You don't really know what Jameis is going to show up. I do have him projected well. I'll leave it at that. Running backs, I always stay away from Tampa. They just don't run the ball. They don't, you know, they don't have any commitment to it. I like Evans this week. Uh, I think Deshaun Jackson will have opportunities to score. Whether or not uh, Winston will capitalize on that, I don't know. And I actually do like uh, Godwin this week as well in Tampa. I don't like him every week. I do this week. And O.J. Howard, I have projected at 11 at tight end, which is an elite tight end score this week. Okay, in Cincinnati, I have the Red Rocket doing pretty well this week, actually. I have him at a 26. I think he's going to be a nice value for Daily Fantasy folks. Uh, Mixon, I'd love to get more production out of him. I have him projected at a 17. So this is a game that he should have scoring opportunities. Um, whether or not he's going to get in, I don't know. I, I had him projected similarly last week, and I think he might have gotten a touchdown, but not enough yards, not enough catches. I want to see more out of that, especially with Eifert out. They got to be, they got to be throwing him on wheel routes. Um, so I look for that to happen this week, uh, and I'll be watching with interest at wide receiver. I love AJ green this week. I have him maybe the, uh, the top Uh, projected wide receiver this week. I have him at a 27. Uh, Boyd I like as well um, at 18. And then Uzuma, if if you haven't picked him up on waivers, I definitely would. I have him at a 14. I like this tight end matchup. I think they can score against Tampa Bay. All right, Brad, we have the Jets plus seven at Chicago. Listen, I think it's time that I eat my words and say that Mitch Trubisky is a little better than I painted him out to be. I uh, can fully admit that. Look, he's not... Peyton Manning, but he he is looking pretty good, comfortable in the pocket, making plays with his feet. He's far faster than I thought he was, yeah. maybe anybody, right? Yeah. Like, where did he get those wheels all of a sudden? He seems to have a feel for the game, and uh, I think he's progressing nicely. Uh, that being said, I think seven points is a little much for any Bears team. Uh, you know, it, they have a great defense, but it's not the 85 Bears. So let's slow down a little bit. I, uh, I think this is a matchup of two teams that are maybe not equal. Maybe the Bears are a little better, but I think that the Jets should cover this one nicely. I am going to disagree with you uh, respectfully, Brad. I'm going to take oh, Chicago. I, I, you know, I agree. I mean, the, the point spread here is too much. This feels a little bit more like a six-point game to me, but the, the computer models are screaming at me to take Chicago. Chicago plays a little bit better at home. 
Uh, the Jets play a little bit worse on the road. Uh, the Jets just got absolutely punched in the face this past week um, against Minnesota. Uh, you know, I don't I don't hate Darnold, but I think Darnold going against this defense is going to struggle. And then another thing is the Jets seem to be a little bit banged up as well offensively, which I think is that's not going to do him any favors against this defense. So um, these are two strong defenses. I think it'll be relatively low scoring. I think it's it, it's more like a 21 to 13, 20 to 14 type game. I do take Chicago to win, certainly. Uh, and I do project uh, Chicago to cover just barely against this Jets team, however, um, from a computer point of view. And I like those computers, Brad, as you know. Now we have, uh, from a fantasy point of view, I, I sit Darnold this week. Uh, I don't like Bilal Powell. Um, if, if Kroll plays, I guess you can, you can start him. I don't love him either. I have him kind of at an average projection. Uh, Robbie Anderson is probably the only pass catcher. I'd take a flyer on this week. I don't know. It's going to be a tough matchup. If you have a bunch of uh, jets, I, I just stay away from them. Honestly, from a fantasy point of view, Trubisky, Brad, I, I share what you said, man, like Trubisky, you have to, you have to respect him. I mean, he's putting together some good game. He hung with the Patriots. Um, you know, a week after uh, the Patriots put a hurt on, uh, on why well, I shouldn't say they put a hurt on Mahomes. They didn't really slow him down, but they, they went tit for tat with them. That Chicago is a real team. Um, I wanted to see what they were going to do against this Patriots team. I thought it was going to be like a 10 to 15 point game. Really. It was a one yard game. Um, at the end of that, they had that hail Mary that they just couldn't get in, um, before, you know, they could have sent that game to overtime. Uh, I have Trubisky projected at a 25 this week, which is a really nice, healthy projection for a quarterback. Um, running backs in Chicago, I think they're going to split carries again. Um, I like Cohen more week to week at this point than I do Howard. Howard seems to get the short yardage stuff. Cohen is more involved in the game plan. Uh, wide receiver, I like uh, Gabriel probably the most. Uh, I don't like Allen uh, Robinson this week. I don't love Bellamy, but I like Gabriel to flash in this game. And then a tight end, look, you know, Trey Burton, I think he's finally getting those targets I've been begging for him to get. Uh, week to week, so you know I think you'd play him safely. Let's move it on now, Brad. We have Baltimore minus one and a half at Carolina. Well, you can never tell what you're going to get from Cam Newton from quarter to quarter, oh right? My gosh, yeah, it's just it's perplexing. From drive and to drive, from drive to drive, he can look like two different players. Um, Baltimore is a real team, man, and I think they go in there, and uh, it's not the type of team you want to go up against and be flaky. So I think Baltimore can take this one. Yeah, look, you know, Carolina, um, I think the last two, maybe three weeks, they're one of those teams, kind of like a Miami. They start slow, and then they come, and they and they kind of finish strong. Uh, they stole one from Philadelphia. Look, Philadelphia, by the way, is the best uh, three-and-a-half quarter team in the league like they'll 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 be undefeated through three and a half quarters but okay. you know five minutes five minutes left in the fourth quarter they're they're just they've just been miserable um carolina look you know i don't think they're going to be able to do that they're going to have to they're going to have to get up early on baltimore baltimore's offense is real they're for real this year they can come back we saw them come back from behind should have tied that game against new orleans who was another serious team there um, coming off a loss, look, yeah, I know they're going on the road, but Cam can't be inconsistent, like you said, Brad. You can't have a drive-to-drive quarterback against this defense, um, and especially a defense that now has a, like a legit NFL offense to support them. I see Baltimore holding this spread. Um, now, I think it'll be a relatively close game, but I do think you know Baltimore wins by like four points, so I'm going to take them. Uh, Fantasy-wise, don't love. I, I think it's going to be a, a kind of a slug out kind of game. So I don't love Flacco this week. I have him at an 18 uh, running back. I have Collins uh, projected higher than I have Allen this week. I have Collins at an 11. I have Allen having a tough game. 
uh, wide receiver. I like Crabtree. I, I love John Brown. He's scoring every week. And then Snead, you know, I, I, I usually project Snead to do pretty well, um, and he'll get the opportunities. But every time I saw him get a ball thrown to him, and I, I, I made the recommendation to, to pick him as a daily fantasy sleeper this week, every time the ball got thrown to him and he had his opportunities, he did like a like a 360 spin. I was It was like I was watching Ice Capades. It was brutal. Hated it. So I'm not <laughs> going to take him anymore. I'm not into it. So, and then the, the tight ends, you can't ever predict which one's going to pop and which one's going to get the touchdown. So I stay away from them in Baltimore as well. Uh, now Carolina cam, I think he's going to have a similar kind of slug out game, 16 points. You know, if you have other options, I'd probably look at that. Um, running back. I think McCaffrey, you're look, you're going to start him week to week. I think he's going to struggle this particular week. I have him projected under 10 points, but he is going to get his catches. So I think he'll be okay. Uh, at uh, receiver, I have Funches having an okay game at a 13. I stay away from all of the other pass catchers there. Uh, but Olsen's starting to flash, starting to look a little bit better. So I have him at about a 5 or a 6 this week, which is a pretty average tight end. Okay, let's move it on, Brad. We have Indianapolis minus 1.5 at Oakland. Oakland's coming off their bye week. Listen, I'm not going to give any deep insight. I'm not going to pretend I know. I'm just going to take Oakland because they're at home. That's it. Oh, man. What is going on in Oakland, Brad? I don't know. It's weird stuff over there, right? John Gruden, he's just looking like a total douche, you know, with the whole Khalil Mack thing. And they don't they don't really have it together. But this, this is like another team that I think, you know, could, could put one together at home. Yeah, you know, John, um, John Gruden is like, you know, if you imported – like your grandfather when he was like 30 years old yeah. or maybe 40 or 50. And then you import him into today's environment and, uh, and tell him to be your father. Like, you know, wearing the cardigan, wearing the, the, the square glasses with the tape in the middle to keep him together, yeah. you know, telling you that, you know, you shouldn't listen to, to rock and roll. I mean, he's just so out of touch with society drives me nuts. Like, you know, the Mac thing was a bungle from the get-go. I think they could have been just fine with Mac this year if he just talked to him like a human being, but he doesn't want to do that. He alienated Cooper. He's alienating a lot of people there. I don't like what Oakland's doing at all. Um, on the Functional Sportsaholic podcast, we're trying to get an Oakland Raiders um, expert to, to talk. You know, I'm... I'm you know, I'm in uh, kind of a loose partnership with a couple of big uh, websites and everything. I want to get somebody on there and have an interview, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll tell you when that if and when that happens, but I, I don't like what I'm seeing, Brad. This is a team that's completely shutting down on their coach. That's what it looks like to me. Right, I agree. Yeah, and uh, well, I mean, the, the upside there is they only have nine more years of guaranteed. Oh, God. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> oh, my gosh, a 10-year. That looks like such a bad move. Oh, my gosh. But anyway, uh, to the game, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Indianapolis here. I, I understand your logic, Brad. You know, you have the bye week. They're at home. I just think this is a different brand of dysfunction here. The, the reason I like the Colts, and I usually I would I would go with you. You know, you'd have to figure if there's one week they're going to break through. Oakland at home, coming off a bye, it would be like a week like this. But look, you know, Indianapolis, T.Y. Hilton's back. Mac Marlon Mack looks great at running back. They've been begging for a running game all year. They finally have one. Um, Marshawn Lynch now on on injured reserve. Who's going to run the ball? Is it Doug Martin? Is it? Um, is it Richard? Is it going to be a combination of the two? Probably. I just don't like anything that these guys are putting together. Um, so I'm going to take Indianapolis. I feel actually feel pretty good about that projection, and uh, and we'll go from there. So um, now at, at uh, from fantasy point of view, I'm going to say uh, you know at this point luck is a is a must start. I think he had like four touchdowns on like you know 150 yards last week. They're getting in the end zone. Luck's looking better. 
Um, at uh, running back, I like Mac quite a bit. I was just saying that. I think Hines could could get into the game plan, but honestly, at this point, Mac is just taking so many of the the touches. He's getting a lot of receptions too. So I think Mac is the one that you want there. At uh, receiver, you got to start T.Y. Hilton. Whoever's playing that second receiver is going to do well this week. I don't know if Grant is going to be back from injury. If he's not, then I'd say Chester Rogers. If Grant is back, I think he'll get some opportunities for you. Um, at tight end, uh, Ebron is going to be the guy. Now, if Doyle comes back, you got to watch and proceed with caution. Um, I'm not sure. I didn't look to see how his hip is doing. He's been out for a few weeks in a row. At some point, Doyle's going to come back, and they're going to, you know, he's going to eat into Ebron's numbers there, but. You know, while Doyle is out, Ebron is going to feast. In Oakland, I stay away from uh, I stay away from Carr at uh, running back. I think Richard. The, the reports are that Richard's going to get more of the carries there. Just do your due diligence before this game. Try to figure out who's going to get the bulk of the snaps because I think there are going to be opportunities for the runners. Um, I would have said Cooper is going to be a nice um, a nice play for you, but he's not going to be there. So I'll say Jordy Nelson is probably the best receiver to play this week. I stay away from the others, but I think Cook. You know, Cook is going to probably most directly benefit from Cooper being gone. Um, so I think Cook will have a nice game in Oakland. Okay, let's move it on. We have San Francisco. This is an even spread, Brad. San Francisco even at Arizona. You know, I like San Francisco in this one. And maybe I'm a little biased because they played Green Bay tough. I uh, I don't see much from Arizona that I like. And I think uh, San Francisco can go in there and, and take care of it. So here's a little nugget for daily fantasy players and everything. And, and we went through... Um, we went through a preview, uh, you know, a preview, and I, I, I said before the season, look, I have, I have issues with David Johnson, not, not him, the player, but I have him in the McCoy system. Well, you know, Arizona finally they, uh, they got rid of McCoy. K- kudos to Arizona for diagnosing that situation. That was an just an ugly offense. They weren't doing anything. Now the interesting thing is they, uh, they went to Leftwich, who he's a first-time offensive coordinator. I believe this will be the first time he's been calling plays. That's a little bit of a risk. But what I like about the situation, Brad, is that Leftwich has been under uh, Bruce Arians for you know the back part of his NFL career. He was in Pittsburgh while Arians was there. Um, and then he started his coaching career, obviously, under uh, Arians in Arizona. So I, I, I tend to think that Leftwich is going to try to get back to some of the similar stuff they were running in Arizona in years past. Um, I think that means that David Johnson is going to be used more creatively as in like, you know, from a receiver, uh, maybe they'll run more stretch plays instead of just banging his head up the middle. So I, I do like what Arizona, or at least I like the, um, the possibility, but what you can't ignore about Arizona is Josh Rosen is, you know, completing a, a poor percentage of his passes. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I just think he's a young quarterback. Um, C.J. Beathard, uh, gulp. I, I hate saying this. C.J. Beathard is the better quarterback in this matchup. Right. I can't believe I'm going to do this, Brad. I, I can't believe I'm going to do this. Yes, I was, I was leaving it. it up to you to talk to me out of this, to be honest with you, but I don't think no, you're going no, to. No, no. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take San Francisco to come back um, and and score more points than Arizona this week. I think they're, oh gosh, I'm gonna take C.J. Beathard, and I actually think I might even wager some money on him this week. Oh boy, oh, never boy. C.J. Beathard. Well, I made so much money betting against C.J. Beathard last week. I can you know I can pay it forward, I guess. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, so I'm gonna take San Francisco now. Fantasy, I think that um, this is gonna be a, a low scoring affair. I think uh, Bethard, I wouldn't play him in fantasy circles. I do like, I like Brita and I like Mostart, man. He looks, re- or Mostert, or however you pronounce his name. He he looks like the more dynamic back to me. I think that he could be winning more of the carries way at the end of the season. He's somebody I really take a look at and take watch of um, on waiver play, which we'll talk about a little bit later. 
I like the running backs in this matchup for San Francisco. Uh, I like Goodwin at receiver, but I don't like anybody else other than Kittle as a pass catcher. Now for Arizona, I don't like Rosen, but I like David Johnson this week. Finally, I think you're going to get that 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 production. You're probably going to get some catches. You know, I'm thinking maybe like 120 combined yards. You know, maybe 20. 20 touches with like five receptions. So you're going to get a little PPR bonus. I think he's going to find the end zone there. Um, I think this is going to help uh, Fitzgerald in the passing game. I don't love him, but he's somebody that is going to have a little bit more value than he would have otherwise had. I like the, the chemistry that Christian Kirk has with Rosen as well. Um, so he's somebody I like, I have him projected at a 12 to me. That's a daily fantasy, um, uh, budget player that's somebody that can uh, that you can really uh, get some value out of and then uh, Seals Jones will be involved I have him as an average tight end score okay moving it on Brad Brad Green Bay plus nine at the Rams largest underdog for a start by Aaron Rodgers is that correct it's got to be it's got to be yeah yeah I think it is and I think it's look the Rams are incredible Green Bay is not incredible um, but for some reason when when the Packers you know they they get into a big game, uh, they they don't get blown out. You know, that doesn't mean they, yeah. they're not going to get their play poorly in New York or something, but I, I'd like them to actually compete in this game. I don't think they're going to win. I don't think anyone assumes they're going to win, but I, I think nine is way too high. For Aaron Rodgers getting nine, come on, man. That's too much. You know, yeah, I know I know the Rams, the Rams look like the best team in football, right? Yeah, oh, for sure. They're just dismantling people. Yeah, their defense looks strong. Like if if they stay healthy, they have to be the Super Bowl favorite. Um, right. At, at this point, they're they're undefeated for a reason. Um, they've played some tough games and come out. I mean, I I, I really I really love the Rams um, this week, and it, it would not shock me if we get on an undefeated watch in like week twelve. You know, this this is just a really really well put together team. But nine points. You know, Aaron Rodgers coming off a bye week. He he's getting healthier by the week. You know, the the um, game. I can't remember who. Oh, San Francisco. The Monday night football game before the bye week, you know, he was running around. He was kind of out of the pocket. He still wasn't 100 percent. We knew that. But this this team is or Aaron Rodgers is too good to be getting nine points. I'm going to take Green right. Bay. I'm with you, Brad. I, I don't think they're going to win the game. You know, Green Bay's look, Green Bay's defense is making C.J. Beathard look like a Hall of Famer, you know. Yeah, um, I know. It's sad. So the Rams, the Rams are going to get their points. Um, you know, I, I could see this game. Seriously, I could see this game being like a, a 42 to 35 game or 42 to to 38 game uh but that's still the that's still a green bay cover so i'm gonna take green bay to cover here um i like this game for both you know both teams from a fantasy point of view i like rogers um yeah probably stay away from the running backs here against that rams defensive line but i think their their receivers are going to go off whoever's healthy there and playing i would start at receiver uh, so obviously that includes adams if cobb is back i play cobb if allison's back i play allison and graham i think is going to go off against the rams um, i have him projected at a 15 which is really nice for the rams um i have golf you look you play him and you play Gurley. if if you're ever even considering benching Gurley. Just slap yourself in the face. Look yourself in the mirror. Punch yourself in the chin. You're starting <laughs> early every week, right? Um, receiver, I don't know if Cup is going to be back or not. If he is, you play him. If you don't, that's cool. Uh, but uh, but Cooks and Woods, I think you're both going to play. I actually think Cooks is going to have the uh, the best game of this wide receiver trio. And then I stay away from everybody else in terms of pass catchers there. Now, moving it along, Brad, we have Cincinnati plus six. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm reading the wrong thing here. We have uh, New Orleans plus one and a half at Minnesota. Oh, wow. This is a great game. Great game. I, uh, Sunday great night game. football. Ooh, that's incredible. Um, boy, this is a tough one for me, you know, and I, I, 
I think either team could could easily win by a field goal. Um, it's just one of those deals where I'm going to take Minnesota because they're at home. I'm going to take New Orleans um, for, for a couple of reasons. Now, look, let me just say this. I've been saying this week to week. I think I think New Orleans on that first drive against Baltimore, it was maybe fourth fourth and one um, inside the ten yard line. And what do they do? They pull Breeze and they run they run a freaking um, option play. Uh, you don't take Breeze out from under center in those situations. I, I I'm going to say this every week. You just don't do it. Why are they doing that? Ah. It's, just, I, it's perplexing. It is perplexing. It is stupid. You just don't do it. Now you want to do that stuff on, on kind of switch it up on like a like a second and five from the forty yard line. I'm cool with that. Fourth and one inside the ten yard line. You don't pull breeze from under center, man. You just don't do it. It's dumb. I, I, there's no other way to say it. So I don't love that. But I do like this Patriots team. Um, they have their full complement of uh, you know players back. Uh, Ingram and, and Kamara are, are splitting carries in the backfield. Um, which is, by the way, what I predicted would happen when Ingram came back. So, again, you know, um, that, that is one thing I'll, I'll be thankful for with this uh, New Orleans play calling is they're, they're kind of proving me right from a fantasy point of view. Although I got to say, at this point, you, you got to give more touches to Kamara. I mean, Ingram I like as a change of pace back, but it should be a, a, like a like a two-thirds Kamara, one-third Ingram carry split. And uh, doing anything else, I think, is a disservice to Kamara and your fan base. But um, New Orleans also, look, they lost uh, a very painful playoff game to Minnesota last year. I think they're going to come back and going to be highly motivated. Every player there is going to be motivated. I Minnesota coming off kind of an easy rollover win at the Jets. I think this stacks up in New Orleans' favor, but I think it's going to be a great game, and I look forward to watching it. From a fantasy point of view, um, I like Breeze, except for when they pull him off in, in goal line situations uh, for Hill. Um, I do have him projected at 23, however. Uh, Kamara, I have projected pretty well. I think Ingram will be an average-type uh, running back this week, You know, maybe like 10 to 12-point running back. Uh, Michael Thomas, I think this is a great matchup for him this week. You know, those Minnesota cornerbacks are starting to get more and more banged up throughout the, uh, the season. And I think Thomas is a top flight receiver, so I like him, but you know, I don't really love any of the other receivers there, whether it's, you know, again, if he's back with it's Traquan Smith, I, I don't love them, but I do think, uh, Ben Watson at tight end, um, could get into the end zone once again this week. Now in Minnesota, I like cousins week to week at this point, I have him projected at a 27, which is one of the higher quarterbacks I have this week. Um, you know, I don't know what's going on with running back there. Is Cook going to play? Is it going to be Murray? Um, if Cook plays, I think you start him. If he doesn't, you obviously have to start Murray at this point. They're running the ball really well. At wide receiver, I think Diggs plays extraordinarily, or I think Diggs plays well. I have him projected at a 17, uh, and I have Thielen projected at stupid numbers in the 30s, so uh, he's definitely worth the budget play this week. Man, Thielen, Brad, he looks really good, huh? Incredible, dude. Having yeah. a great season. And I think he was, was he undrafted? I believe he was. Uh, you know, I can't tell you, but he's he's definitely proving himself. Yeah, my goodness, my goodness. So he's he looks great. Um, he looks uncontainable, especially when you have somebody like Diggs drawing coverage, the coverage that he does. It's pick your poison, um, which is really nice. Um, you know, I, I say week to week. Generally, this is a game that um, an off receivers should score okay for Minnesota, but I think a lot of those uh, those touchdown opportunities are going to Aldrich Robinson. So I'm going to stay away from Treadwell, um, and I would say if you're looking for kind of like a daily fantasy sleeper budget play, Aldrich Robinson could find the end zone this week um, for, uh, for Minnesota. And then I, you know, I don't love Rudolph, but I think he'll get some catches and yards this week. I don't think he'll find the end zone this week. Um, don't love Rudolph in this system. You know, when you have Diggs and, uh, 
and uh, you know Cook when he's playing and Murray, and then you have Thielen. There's just a lot of balls to go around, and I think that comes at the expense of Rudolph. I still think he's a good player, but you know that fantasy opportunity is just not there week to week for him. So I think it's inconsistent. You can find better value elsewhere. So Brad, now we have possibly the most boring Monday night football game in existence. We have New England no, minus no. 13 and a half at Buffalo. Yeah, I'm going to have to say New England for sure. I mean, it, maybe if the spread was 14 and a half, I'd go the other way, but I think they cover easy. They're on fire. They look like New England always looks, even though every year, the first three weeks, they they kind of, you know, they're not well-oiled, but then they, they tune up nicely, and this is exactly what we get from them, New England covers. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, I would say this spread to me feels like a like a 20 point spread. So I would even, you know, at, at like 17, I would be a no bet. But at 13 and a half and Brad, look, you and I are well documented. We hate laying these these kinds of points. 13. That's a ton yeah. of points, man. But yeah, I, I, I how is Buffalo going to score? You know, Derek Anderson looked awful. This offense looks awful no matter who's playing quarterback there. Uh, Peterman. Uh, Anderson, um, Allen, take your pick. Uh, Peters or Anderson is going to be playing this week. I think Allen's going to be out uh, longer with that elbow injury. Uh, McCoy left the game last week with a concussion. I'm sure he'll be back. Um, let's see. From a fantasy point of view, Buffalo, I don't play anybody. That's that's a pretty easy summary, right, yeah. Brad? I stay away from everybody in Buffalo. Uh, New England, uh, you're going to play Brady week to week. I don't know. Uh, you know, I know Sony Michelle. He went down with injury. I know he avoided serious injury so he's not going to be missing a ton of time but i think he's going to be questionable this week and you know how new england is you're not going to get any information out of there um the the problem with that is on a monday night football here's my suggestion if you have michelle and you want to start him start him at a flex and have somebody ready to go from either well not buffalo have somebody ready to go from new england like a philip dorsett or something like that um ready to go that you can plug and play at the last minute because you don't want to be sitting on a zero point um if they end up leaving Michelle inactive if it ends up going that late in the week. Hey, James White, um, he's going to be a great play regardless of Sony Michelle uh, playing or not. If he doesn't play, that just makes White that much uh, that much stronger a play. Um, I like uh, I like but don't love Edelman this week. I think Gordon is probably the best of the receivers for New England this week. I think he'll find the end zone. Uh, but Buffalo's defense is pretty good. I don't think it's going to be a crazy high output. But New England, look, New England usually does handle Buffalo. Um, even with the McDermott um, regime, I think they'll be just fine. And with this anemic offense in Buffalo, even though uh, New England's given up some points this year and their defense hasn't been great in terms of stopping you know, point output, I just I just don't see Buffalo getting anything together. And Gronk, if he's healthy, you got to play Gronk as well. So there you go. That's through the games. Now, quickly, Brad, I just want to run through some waiver suggestions for our audience. Um, at quarterback, we said it before, uh, Trubisky, he's available in 51% of the leagues. He's looking like an NFL quarterback. I think he's going to score this week. So if you need a plug-and-play, I think Trubisky is a good candidate for that. Uh, Dak Prescott is finally starting to run the ball, get out of the pocket. They just uh, acquired Amari Cooper. So he has you know somebody who is going to moonlight as a uh, number one uh, receiver. That's going to open things up over the middle um, for like players like Beasley and, uh, and uh, tight end Swain there. I like Prescott's... Um, um, prospects for the rest of the season and Baker Mayfield still only owned in 40 percent of the league look he's scoring guys he's scoring so if you need a quarterback especially a long-term play he's only going to get better throughout the uh, the season there so he's another guy uh, at running back now look I said this last week Marlon Mack you got to pick him up in Indianapolis he's he's like a like a top 10 running back you got to get him if he's still available in your league most of the leagues he's not going to be but you have to and I would say the same is going to be true for Chubb 
um, in Cleveland. If you, if you have not picked him up yet, you, you have to do that. Um, I have both on my team, and they I add them both in the starting lineup, and they both got in the end zone uh, this week. Matt got in twice for me. You got to start them. Uh, Smallwood in Philadelphia, I like him as well to get the bulk of the touches there. And then I noticed that Chris Thompson has been dropped. I think he's only owned in like 8 or 9% of the leagues. It, when Chris Thompson's healthy, he scores in Washington, so you got to play him as well. And then I mentioned, too, Mostert and uh, – in San Francisco. He looks like the more dynamic running back. I just think he's going to be the starter by the end of the year over Burita. At wide receiver, John Brown, he's owned in 70% of the leagues. He looks really good in Baltimore week to week. You got to pick him up. Uh, the Williams is in, uh, in, in LA, the chargers, uh, Terrell and Mike. I like both of them. If you're desperate for a receiver, I think they both, uh, you know, they, they're inconsistent. It seems like one or the other will score, but they do score. They both, they both will get you yards and scoring. And then, uh, if you're looking for maybe a longer term or sneaky play, I like Cole Beasley now. Um, and certainly if, if Cooper's available in your leagues, you got to take a look at him because I think Dallas will try to get Amari Cooper, the ball, uh, Cole Beasley and, uh, Christian Kirk, Cole Beasley in Dallas, Christian Kirk out of Arizona. I like their prospects longer term. If you're looking maybe for that bench stash player, some some players that could pop by the end of the year, um, you know, Kirk, I think, fits that bill for you, especially. And Beasley, you know, he he's had seven catches two weeks in a row. So you, you got to start to pay attention, at least put him on your watch list. At tight end, O.J. Howard's a top 10 tight end, and he's missed time. So you got you to gotta pick him up. He's only in, I think, 39.5% of the league's owned. Pick him up, guys. Um, Hooper in Atlanta, I like him less than I like Howard. And then Uzuma, you know, we mentioned Eifert's out. This uh, The Cincinnati, they like to throw to their tight ends. Uzuma has been uh, getting and dominating snaps there with Tyler Croft also dealing with injury. Um, so if you're going to pick up um, some players, obviously, Howard, you got to get him. I would pick him up regardless of whether or not you need a tight end just for some depth. And then Uzuma, I, I like him as kind of a longer-term play as well. For defense, if you're looking for those stream starts, I like the Colts this week. I have them um, projected as the seventh or the the second highest scoring defense this week, playing um, you know that that Oakland matchup. They got rid of uh, Cooper, as we said. Lynch is hurt. I like that matchup for the Colts. And I think their their defense is a little underrated there. And then the Browns, for some reason, they're only owned in like 30% of the leagues, even though they're a top 10 defense. Look, guys, you know, I know they're not a sexy defense, but they generate turnovers. They get to the quarterback and they've been playing teams difficult. Um, they've been holding teams to low scores. That's those are the trifecta for what you need in a, in a defense. So the Browns are a season long play, I think. And the Colts, I think, are a great weekly stream for kicker. Um, Fairbairn and Crosby are both owned in very few percentages of the leagues. Uh, so I would definitely pick up one or both of those if you have a deep bench, but definitely pick up. I would say Crosby is my preferred kicker. I know we had that that five kick. Um, he missed five kicks a couple weeks ago. If Look, if he didn't miss those kicks, he'd be the number one kicker in the league. He came back and had a strong game and Monday Night Football against San Francisco, so you got to pick them up. So uh, there you go. You have your uh, your your weekly fantasy and against the spread analysis and your waiver play. I think we can probably tie it up there. Brad, do you have any thoughts leading into this weekend? Uh, no, I'm looking forward to it, and um, I think we're going to do very well. I like the spreads this week. I disagree with a lot of them, which means pay time. Pay time, baby. Go out, get paid. Oh, uh, also, before we close out, thanks once again to our partners, uh, Blue Chew, Bet Online, Under Armour. Definitely check all three out. Love Bet Online. Love that uh, that sign up bonus and uh, Under Armour. Always good stuff. Map My Run um, is a great app, and uh, you know definitely count your calories too. Very very easy. So again, everybody, thanks to everybody for listening. Give us some reviews. Go out, get paid.